Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show, where we help people win in their life, specifically their money, in their work, and in their relationships. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225, 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, and I'm joined by Ramsey Personality and my good friend Jade Warshaw. She's our money guru on today's show. I'll help you out in areas of work and income. Uh, getting that income up, and we team up together to take your questions. 888-825-5225. You ready to go? I'm ready to do it, Ken. Ready to go. Columbus, Ohio is where we start. Nick is there. Nick, how can we help? Hey, Ken. Hey, Jade. How are you guys doing today? We're having a blast. What's up? So uh, my wife and I are in a bit of a pickle. Uh, Some background real quick is uh, we just got married a few months ago. Uh, we had a really uh, expensive last year with weddings and our wedding and all that. Uh, we got through it all. Uh, we combined our finances and uh, we started tackling a big mountain of student loans and uh, various smaller loans together here the last few months. Um, so we're in the middle of baby step two and uh, we recently got invited and actually uh, my wife was asked to be in the wedding. Mm. We got invited to a wedding out of the country. Ooh. Where? Oh, uh, it's in Italy. Ugh. I love that. Always. Oh, my goodness. So, and she's supposed to be part of the bridal party, too, which is even more expensive because you got the dresses and the activities and the la-ti-da. Um, yeah. How much debt do you guys have? Uh, we are, we have about 97000 left. Okay, 97000 left. And um, who who is this person to you? Whose wedding is this? Uh, it's one of her best friends. Um not family or anything, but like recent best friends or best friends from high school or from college. Like, is this person uh, in her uh, daily life day to day? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say, I mean, they've been best friends for the last four or five years. I wouldn't say since they grew up together. Like they didn't grow up together. Is she the maid of honor? No. Okay. So she's not the maid of honor, which means she ain't the best friend unless the girl right, has a right. sister. It does matter in this. It does matter. Okay. Right. I, um, I'm going to shoot you straight here because I don't think that you guys can afford a trip to Italy and right. I don't think that you can afford all of the things that goes along with being a bridesmaid because <laughs> in 2023, these bridesmaid prices have gone through the roof. Yeah. Like, what are we talking about? Do we have a price tag? I'm curious. Nick. It's, it's the parties. It's everything. So what, what do you think it's going to cost? So, um, the whole thing is about four days i believe that's just like the minimum the minimum like stay and that's not even including travel uh, i priced out to about six thousand that's if we just did the four days and that's for the two of you i mean yeah flights i can't find anything under uh like four grand for two flights right and then there's and then tuxedo dresses cars. is that is yeah. that everything included yeah the the next question i have is do you have $6,000? Um, we don't. Um, we did save a little bit of our... Um, we got some money from the wedding, and we put most of it towards our debt. Um, and we did save about 3000 of it in case we decided to go to Italy. So what's the pickle? Because that implies to me that you maybe you guys aren't on the same page. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, she's all in on going. Yeah, because it's her friend. Kind of on... I'm on the we can't afford it side, but I don't want to come let, between. Let me ask you this: 
because <clears throat> if it were me, if I were you, um, and, and, the, and the script was flipped and it was my husband who wanted to go for his friends, I would say, what would you think about us throwing a really nice bridal shower or in this case, groom's party for your friend here stateside? And we can do right. that. And that way we're finding a way to participate, doing something nice, but we can also keep it within a much smaller scope. All right, come on. And not now. bust the budget. I, I, that's Jade, the financial expert and the very disciplined person who changed her life. You're legit, but come on. I want to. I want Jade the woman on this. Okay. So if he says that to his wife, I think she goes, "Sorry, pal, that's not a viable option." They've I have a different a way one. to meet in the I middle. I got one. I got one. Okay, hit him, Ken. He doesn't go. He says, "Babe, this is your dear friend. I know that it I like would that. pain you not to go. It's a big deal, but babe, it's we are still in three thousand dollars. He can go make three thousand dollars. Yeah. When is the um, When is the trip? In June. Okay, between now... No, I'm okay if you don't like this. I don't but, know how I feel. I'm still well, marinating. Good, because I am trying to help this man in his marriage. And, <laughs> and and I am asking you as a woman to get real. If this were you and Sam, and this was your really good friend, and you were in... Come on now. All right, Ken. He has no option but to work his butt off. He can sell stuff, make some money, come up with... And I don't think it's three he grand can. if she goes. He I think can. He can. The, and, and Nick, so, we're we're arguing this oh, for you. He's got to say something. Hold on. Go ahead. If it's any consolation, we're putting about thousand a month towards our debt. Exactly. This is a cash yeah. flow situation. Exactly. And and right. for me, I'm like, if you can just go out and earn three thousand dollars for a wedding, I'm like, I all I see is your debt going from ninety seven down to ninety four. That's what right. I see. I'm like, look, with almost a hundred thousand dollars of debt. How long have you guys been working the the baby step two? How long have you been in it? It's been like two and a half months. You, you're just getting started. I, All uh, I see is his wife resenting him for years to come when she's looking at Instagram and no, seeing the wedding pictures. She's not. She's not because what uh, I get her on the phone. I'm telling you, I'm she right th- on this one. She, she's gonna be she, she's gonna be mad for a minute. But here's the thing: Can I don't even talk about my wedding on a weekly basis, a monthly basis, or a yearly basis? Well, then it's you're not the even exception. her day. She's gonna get over it. You're the exception. Oh, she's gonna get over it. Ken right. Coleman, you looked at your wedding album. Uh, man, I'm a dude, but this is a woman. <laughs> Weddings to women is a whole different. I'm a ball woman game. too. I just gave you the perspective. I just don't think you're Do you keeping think I'm not it real. I'm, I, uh, well. Okay. The man is calling us with a money and relationship question, and I am trying to help him with both. Look, Nick, what are you leaning towards after you heard Ken and I chop it chop it up? What do you think? I It's just I'm between pausing the debt and saving up some money and just, you know, going the minimum that we need to be there. Um, we also postponed our honeymoon. We didn't do a honeymoon because and uh, see- we honestly... We underestimated how expensive Italy was going to be. That was supposed to be. All right. And see, that's the thing. You didn't do your own honeymoon to do this. Okay. do He's it. on the phone I, talking. I to want us. you to understand you're grown. So you're going to walk away and do what you want and whatever makes you sleep at night. However, what I do want to tell you is you're just getting started. And the choices that you make now are setting the tone for your whole baby step two journey. So the moment that you start saying this is the exception or that's the exception, you're 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 creating I a rule. I agree with that. I You're creating you. a rule with this decision. I agree with you. I'm trying to help him out. I, like, I know you I think, are, Ken. Because I, I got the feeling, we're running out of time with him, but I have the feeling his wife is really like, I'm going. 
she and wants to go to every, everybody wants to go to Italy and everybody wants to be in their friend's wedding I'm not saying that that's I not don't. the case no dude in the world any dude's like yeah hey, sorry pal I can't afford this but women it's a different deal so I want to see you sit down and have a candlelight dinner conversation with mama and see where she's really at and then I if you really have to split the difference my option is a viable option and not stop paying the debt. I don't want him to slow down. I don't know. Kim saying Coleman. he's going to cash flow it on top of paying the debt off. <laughs> I know. I wish I was as hardcore as you. I'm not. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LLC. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show, America. We're thrilled you're with us. We're here to help you with your money and your work questions today. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. When you need to make repairs, schedule routine maintenance, or get local help for home improvement projects, go to neighborly.com slash Ramsey, your source, to find and schedule reliable home service providers in your area. All right. Today's question comes from Dalton in Kentucky. My wife and I have been stupid over the last year. We moved across the country for a job and immediately purchased a home while still having student loans. After finding the reality of our new job was not accurately displayed in the interview process, my wife and I made the move back to our home state, both of us having higher paying jobs than before. However, we were financially wrecked from letting the dream become a nightmare and have to receive financial help from my parents. We have just said no to a car loan for four. Let's see. We have just said no to a car loan for forty five thousand dollars for a $45,000 vehicle and feel empowered again to start the baby steps. That, that's good. My question is, how do we start and find the motivation after backsliding for the last year? Now, this is an interesting question because he says they backslid, but he doesn't really explain exactly what all they did because it sounds like you, you turned down the car loan, which was great. It sounds like the big mistake here was you moved for a job, you bought a home, and then you had to kind of come back I don't know what tail between your legs and go back to your home state. Now, unless you took a major hit when you moved from the home, I'm not seeing where you made a bunch of mistakes because mm-hmm. it says, look, we both went back to our home state and we have higher paying jobs than before. Yeah. So I'm struggling to see Ken what yeah. they uh, look. If you say you backslid for a year, then I believe you that you backslid for a year. I don't know exactly what that looks like, but what it sounds like is you understand the baby steps and you understand the Ramsey principles and you you know what you've done. <laughs> yeah. And so this is really just your wake-up call to go, okay, like we made a mistake. It's not about what I did. It's about what I did next. And now you're back in Kentucky. And so now it's time to get after it again. Yeah. You know, it's funny when somebody asks, how can you find the motivation? We get those questions a lot in different 
aspects of the work we do here at Ramsey. Mm-hmm. And the root word of, of motivation is motive. And most of the time we use the word motive, it's in a legal context, right? And so most of us, uh, we hear the word motive in a some type of a legal drama, mm. whether it's a television show or a movie. And so what are they trying to do? The, pros- the prosecutor is trying to prove to the jury that the defendant had a motive to do whatever it is they've been charged with. So they're calling it, what's the motive? Mm-hmm. They had motive to act this way. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when we look at it that way, I'm breaking it down, a little nerdy word exercise to then say, mm-hmm. well, motivation is just the act of moving forward on something that you want to happen. There's That's So right. motive is about emotion. And so if I want to be free of debt, free of these mistakes, free of whatever he's talking about, free of shackled to a credit card or a carpet, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I can't live the life I want, meaning I'm too stressed out because of debt, or I can't do some of the things I want to do because I don't have any money. Yeah. So focus on that feeling. That's very good. That emotion, and I'm really nerding out right now. Come on, you're a thespian, Ken. I'm I'm ready for it. But emotion, again, we've got the word emote, Mm -hmm. motive, Emote. I'm just saying, Get you want to get motivated? Focus on that emotion that is nagging at you, driving you crazy, that is not allowing you. The emotion is the result of, I'm not where I want to be in my life. So Mm -hmm. whether it's losing weight, Mm -hmm. getting a better gig, a job, getting out of debt, uh, getting out of a bad, abusive relationship. What motivates someone to act is the feeling. Yeah. You change the way you, you feel, you'll change the way you act. And so I've got to get into that negative feeling to then pursue what I need to do to get the positive feeling. I like I'm not that. trying to get all psychology on it, but Listen, that's, that's how we get motivated. What's your motive? I like that, Ken. You do have to think about your motive. And, you know, my two cents to add to that is I think that people look at motivation often as a, as a they, they need that in order to start. Right. And I'm like, listen, motivation is really a byproduct of having started you get that reward of, mm-hmm. ooh, I did it. You know, you get that hit of what dopamine or whatever, and you're yeah. feeling good about yourself. And then you go, hey, this really works. And then mm-hmm. you have motivation and action, which is like, okay, I want to keep going with this. Yeah. And so if you're sitting around, you, you can go Ken's route, which some people are able to just up and motivate themselves and get going. They feel that emotion. It's enough to drive them. And then there's other people who is like, listen, you need to start regardless of how you feel. Yeah. You just need to up and start and take it one day at a time. Don't look at the whole datgum journey. Look at one foot in front of the other. And then tomorrow is a new set of uh, yeah. choices that you get to make. But if you're sitting around waiting for lightning to strike you and for you know the current to go through your body and then you got the spirit and you move, that may not happen for you. Uh, motivation is a product of after you start, you feel it and, mm. and, and you want to keep going. So. All right. Good question, though. Thank you for the question. All right, let's get to the phones. We go to the Big Apple. Jason is on the line there. Jason, how can we help? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, Quick question. I live in New York City with my wife. I'm 37 years old. We have a kid. We've got one more on the way within the next couple weeks. Wow. And we're thinking about about moving to the suburbs. Um, We have no debt. We're in a pretty good financial situation. And I'm thinking about taking out a small mortgage, which goes against everything I have ever learned in life in terms of going into debt. And it scares me to death. 
Um, you know, we have our budget. It, you know, we can afford it. But again, it's it's money that I'm going to be paying to a mortgage that I can be saving uh, and use in the future. So my question is, you know, if I can afford something, how do I know if it's a big decision, and, and and am I making a mistake um, by by taking out a mortgage right now? Well, listen, I, I, let me be the first to say we are a no debt. You know, that's our philosophy, no debt. But the only debt that we're never going to, you know, get mad at you for taking out is a home mortgage when you do it the right way and within reason. Um, so okay. if you, you know, if, if it's your principle in life that you just like Dave Ramsey does not borrow money, not even for a home purchase. Mm -hmm. OK, so if you want to go to that level and if you've decided, hey, I'm Jason and that's my standard, I'm not going to take that away from you in this moment. But I would like to introduce you to the idea if you're open to it, that look taking out a small amount for a, a a mortgage is not a bad thing if you would like to be open to that. How much are you talking about taking out? It would be a pretty small mortgage, probably between four and 500,000. Okay. And um, what would be the cost? Like, are you putting anything with that money? We'd be putting a significant amount of money down. And, and I guess I forgot to say, we, we in our apartment in the city, we, we, we've been saving up for a very long time. We bought our apartment all cash. Wow. And I'd be using all that, that equity to buy a house with a mortgage on top. So Could what's I the buy a beautiful house with, with, with the equity that we have? Absolutely. So we don't, we don't need it. And, and again, I would just be mad at myself 20 years down the line. If you know, I said, why did I take okay, a mortgage when I could have afforded it? Jason, nice give me two numbers. What's the purchase price of sure. the house you're talking about? And what's your combined income? Yeah. So our purchase price is 2 million and our combined income is about 550,000. All right. That's what Jade needed. Okay. To know on that. Yeah. So, so I mean, you're paying 1.5 million in cash, which is That's amazing. Correct. Yeah. Incredible. And then you've got a really strong income. I, I like um, this. To where, look, chopping down a mortgage of four to 500,000 when you've got a $550,000 mortgage, especially since you are now moving out of the city, so your cost of living is going down. Mm -hmm. um, I, Jade Warshaw, would 100% do that, and I would sleep like a baby. Um, yeah, because of your income and the size of the down payment. Do you understand right. what we're saying, Jason? So this is not a crazy move. I, okay, uh, it just it's it it scares me. I've never been in debt in my entire life, so it 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 scares me to death. But, well, then, um, then, then, I, then, then I mean, don't do it. Most people don't put down three quarters of the amount of the loan yeah, in cash. You're you're a unicorn just by those numbers alone, with your income and the amount you put down. But listen, if you don't feel right about it, don't do it. <laughs> I mean, if you don't feel good about it, a $1.5 million house is amazing. Why well, so, ask him how much longer would it take to save up to pay cash for something like that? Those houses are still going to be there. That's right. That's good, Ken. So, You've got options. you got options, Jason. I, I, I think you got to trust your feelings. Uh, talk it out with the wife. Make sure we're on the same page on all that. But you, financially, for taking out a mortgage, you guys... You, you easily meet our criteria, is That's what right. we're telling you. So thanks for the call, Jason. All right, don't move. She's Jade Warshaw. I'm Ken Coleman. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. Hey, guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. 
Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show, where we help you win with your money in your work and in your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me, and we are here for you this hour. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Let's go to Tampa, Florida. Connor joins us. Connor, how can we help? Hey, guys. How you doing? Great. What's going on? Yeah, so I'm interested in pursuing a uh, graduate degree, and... I am 24, single, no dependents. I'm on, I've completed baby step three. And my question is paying for that graduate degree without going to student loans. So getting some guidance on doing that. How much is it going to cost? A master's program is looking at about $45,000 and a PhD is looking at double that. Are you planning to pursue both or just considering both? I'm, I'm, I'm going through the process of figuring out what program is best for me because I really want to be able to work. What do you um, want to do? I want to be a uh, professor in international relations. All right. And so, does that require a PhD? As I become a professor, yes. Mm-hmm. So th- this is yeah. the only way for you to teach at the level you want to teach. You have to have a PhD. So it would start off with getting a master's or going full into a four-year PhD program. So, yes, that is the route. Which is most efficient. Could you jump straight to the PhD? In, in other words, I don't know this world, uh, the, the higher ed world like you do. Do I need the master's if I can go straight to a PhD? It wouldn't necessarily. You would need a, need the master's, but I'm trying to work full-time while also paying for this program part-time. So the programs I've been finding out there is it'd be, it looks like it'd be easier to get the master's program first and then jump into a PhD program full-time. I get that, but my point is, does the master's help you make more money in the meantime? Is that what, why you think you need the master's? Uh, it, I'm a teacher, so it would give me a little bit of a bump, but it would not give me a then big I wouldn't bump do it. toward finishing that PhD. Then I wouldn't do it. You're asking, I wouldn't do it. It's not giving me enough bump, and you know what it's doing? It's delaying... Uh, the 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 action needed to get into the PhD program, and if I'm going to cash flow it, meaning can I do it as I go, or do I need to press pause and just save up the money for the PhD program, which you said is how much again? It's been looking anywhere from like ninety to one twenty, depending on which school you go to. I mean, if it were me, I would skip the masters. I'd 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 start busting it, working as much as I could. This is a long term play, and I'd save up the money. And so to me, the master's is effort that doesn't ROI. I could be using that time to work extra, to tutor, to uh, take a different job, get out of the education space and get a higher paying job. I've got to come up with a way to cash flow this PhD because the PhD in this case is the only way in the arena. So why spend the time, effort, and money on something that isn't necessary? Mm. Understood. Understood. Unless I'm missing something. Like, I don't want to, I'm not trying to put you in a corner. I'm just going to walk through this logically so that I'm putting all my effort into getting that PhD. That's the ticket. No, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. Jade, any thoughts on that? How long does it, I have two thoughts. A, how long does it take to get the PhD? Uh, Full time, you're looking at four to five years. 
but did you say you're doing part-time? Well, my idea was to keep working my current job Uh and to pursue a master's program, then jump into the uh, PhD program because the master's program I can work and pay off as I go with the amount of current cash I have. Right. But if you go, if you take Ken's route and you go straight to the PhD, are you doing that full time or are you having to do like, yes. a, okay. Yeah, and, that would be full time. And the question is, can you afford, what is it? $22,000 a year for the next four years. Can you afford that? Um, currently? No, currently no. So then my question for you is what's the plan? Because we can't enter into this without a plan to being able to pay for it or else you will do what so many other people do and default to student loans, thinking that's your only option. The plan is patience. Got to wait a little bit. Got to wait. Yeah. You got to work and you got to, you got to work and that means you got to wait. And if you wait, it's worth the wait. I can tell you, because you're going to come out of this. See, here's the deal. Let's, can I play another little numbers game with you, Connor? You willing to do this? Sure. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's say you do what most people do and you take out a loan for this. So you're going to be how much in debt? 90 to 120. He's going to cash flow 40 some. To 50, I so, said about 40 to 50 grand in student loans are probably be taken out. Right. Okay. So 40 to 50. And so how much are you going to make? What's a reasonable salary you're going to make if you get this professor job right out of being a PhD? What's the salary going to be? 80 grand. So 80 grand starting out. Starting. Now I want you to track. fast forward. I want you to fast forward to this reality because I believe you'll mm-hmm. get there. And I know you can get the loan. So now you're going to be making 80, this thing you've been working for years for, going full time, all the time to put in there, and then you're making 80 and you owe half of your gross pay? More. You see what I'm saying? I do. You got to fast forward. Nobody ever fast forward into this discussion because everybody goes, you're going to get a PhD and you're going to be Dr. Connor so-and-so and and you're going to have this awesome international relations job at this great campus, but you're going to be broke and you're going to be miserable. I'm asking you to wait. I'd rather deal with the emotion of patience than the emotion of misery. They're they're very different emotions. Mm -hmm. And let me add one to that, Ken. Um, You're working hard right now. And you're going to be working very, very hard to get this PhD. Let's just let's pretend that you go through with your way, where you take out the forty to fifty thousand in student loan debt. You work your way through this program. Work fast forwarding, like Ken said. Here's the way you're going to feel: relief. I finally got this PhD. I finally got through. The last thing you're going to want to do is buckle down and live on beans and rice, rice and beans, That's to pay off fifty thousand dollars of debt. And you're, it's what so many people do is go, I've worked hard. I'm entitled. I should be able to yeah. just come home, kick my feet up, enjoy yeah. my paycheck. You're not going. I'm just telling you, you're not going to want to pay off this debt. And that's when people get into trouble because it starts ballooning. And it's like, all right, I'll get to it later. I'll get to it later. And one thing with student loans, if you try to get to it later, it'll get to yeah. you. What's the... Uh Dream for us a little bit. What what would be an ideal job after getting the PhD? Give me a give me a university that you're. Give me a city, a university. Talk me through that. Uh, either I'm from Florida, so either UCF or be a, a top tier, you know, Ivy League institution. Yeah. So, okay. So imagine that, being in any of those places, and the positive side of this is you waited, and now you're making eighty thousand, and you're comfortable. You're comfortable. You can actually enjoy your life. You don't, you don't come home after a full day of teaching and stressing out about the bills. 
That's what I'm asking you to wait for. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm asking you to wait for the gig, but the gig without pressure. That's worth waiting for. In my t- it's my take, Connor. But listen, Jade and I are the rare people that are going to tell you this. Everybody else is going to go, ah, it's fine. It's the price of admission, and that's just false. It's 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 like half truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the price of admission. You got to pay the that's ninety right. to one twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't question that, mm-hmm. but you don't have to loan it. That's right. That's right, Ken. Yeah, we're going to tell you the hard truth. We're going to look not just at right now, but like you said, Ken, at the future, and that's that's where the decision is made right there. So, Connor, how's your stomach right now? No, I'm just taking in your guys' advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indigestion? A little stress? You feeling some peace I'm about just, this? What are you thinking? I've I've made no decisions yet, so I'm really just trying to figure out. You know, I have your guys' advice. I have, and then everybody app, else. So. Well, here's the deal. We are in the minority, my friend. So, at the end of the day, this is up to you. But I'm asking you to press fast forward. And play that out and really sit with those emotions. Most people don't do that. They They deal with it when it comes, and then they're like, golly, this sucks. Look, when I was in elementary school, there was a poster on the wall that said, in a world of followers, dare to be a leader. And when you go to school and pay cash for it, you are leading, my friend. Connor, I think Jade just double-dog dared you, as we used to say (laughs) at elementary school. We'll see what he does. Will he be... One of the masses, or will he be one of the few leaders who does it differently? That's the question. We'll talk about it on the break. Don't move. We'll be right back. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Thrilled that you are with us. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. Jade is our resident money expert, and I'm the work expert. So those two issues go together. So, hey, if you're feeling like 2024 is your year, you feel like I want to make a change, I want to make some more money, but I'm in the baby steps. Ken, how do I do that? I love those kind of questions. Uh, Or just anything related to your work, we'll take those. Wait, Jade, not Wade. Jade will wait in is where I was going. on those as well and so we're always thrilled to take your questions whatever you want to talk about america we're here for you triple eight eight two five five two two five let's go to brandon now in buffalo new york brandon how can we help hey guys thanks for having me on how's it going we are having a blast what's happening with you so i'm 24 i have two hundred and sixty thousand dollars in student debt oh i have no other debt where's my tums i gotta look for them Wow. Where'd you go to, where'd you go to school and what'd you go to school for? So, uh, yesterday I took my my last law school exam. I went to Syracuse University College of Law. Okay. I take the bar in February. Nice. Okay. okay. So, what kind of law are you going to practice? Uh, personal injury is the job I accepted after I passed the bar. And the reason I'm asking this, I'm going to get out of Jade's way, but I am curious, what do you think your first year, since you accepted the job, I'm guessing they talked about potential money. I'm just curious what you think you could make in those first 12 months. Yeah, so I already signed the, the contract. It's, oh. The base salary is 80000 and then it's there are, there are bonus offers, but I, I don't know what that entails. So uh, somewhere between eighty and ninety, I would imagine. Okay. Okay, so what's your question? I have two questions. One is paying is putting myself in that much debt for a law degree worth it given my starting salary. <laughs> well, it's a little late. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, my guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
I know. Um, hindsight's twenty twenty. Hindsight's twenty twenty. So we're here now. Yeah. We'll just accept where we're at and we'll move on from here. So let's make it worth it, right? It be- my answer is it better be. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to make it worth it. So what was the second part of your question? How to tackle this debt. So yeah. 60 of it is private student loans from undergrad and 200 of it is federal loans for law school. Okay. So should I tackle that 60,000 private higher interest rate loans first Mm -hmm. and pay very little on the 200,000 or should I kind of pay it all equal at the same time? Well, my first question would be to you, is this your only debt period? Like, do you have any other debt besides student loans? No, no credit card, no personal loans. My car's paid. I rent no other debt. And then my next question to you would be, do you have any money laying around for savings? Do you have any money in stocks? Any other money that you could get to that's not retirement savings? Nothing significant. Well, what do you have? Like $5,000 in my bank account. Okay. I'm glad you told me about that. Okay. So I'll since you asked, I'm going to walk through our series of baby steps. And this is exactly what I would do if I were in your shoes. And by the way, I was in your shoes. My husband and I paid off 280000 of student loans. Okay. And this is okay. what we did. We set $1,000 aside of our money. We didn't have much, but we set $1,000 aside and we said, this is our, you know, rainy day fund. This is our starter emergency fund. It's not much, but if something goes down, it's there in the pocket waiting for us. Okay. Then we took any money above all of that and we decided we're going to throw that at our debt snowball. And that's baby step two is you pay off all of your debt except the mortgage using the debt snowball method. Now, here's how that works. And I want to be specific with student loans because it can get a little hairy. With student loans, a lot of times you'll see, okay, I've got one big loan. It's $30,000 and there's one payment. But if you really look closer, it's divided maybe into four or five or six or seven loans where all of that that one payment that you make, it's getting dispersed across those six or seven loans. So what I want you to do is log in and really make sure you're looking at the loan in full because what you're gonna end up doing is listing these loans in order from smallest to largest. And what's important okay. about knowing that is, let's say, okay, so you said you've got a $60,000 personal loan. Right now, is that just one payment that you're responsible for? One monthly payment? It's- the sixty thousand dollar, I'm sorry, is in a private. Just a, it was a private student loan, right? Um, and that I, I'm not paying on that yet. I still have a few months because I'm just finishing law school. But I think it will be just one payment. It'll be probably one payment. But if you look closer, it's probably divided over semester that you took it out. It is, yeah. So when you yep. do that, that would be technically that sixty thousand dollar loan is going to be the first one in your debt snowball. Okay, but. Okay. With the debt snowball, you make minimum payments on everything, but you put all the extra money on the smallest debt. So on that $60,000, you're going to need to look and go, okay, it's divided into four little ones. What's the smallest one? And you're going to have to call in and say, hey, I already made my payment for the month, but here's 800 extra dollars and I want it to go to this specific debt. Because if you don't tell them that, they're going to spread it across all those little ones and you're not going to make headway. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay, Okay. so you got to do it like that, and then you're going to see those three thousand gone. You're four thousand gone, and you're going to knock them out really fast. So that's thing one. The second thing I want you to consider doing is while you're paying off these student loans, this is the only, only, only time that I would suggest doing some sort of a IDR with the federal loans, so that you can get them to the smallest possible balance 
so that you can have more money freed up to throw at your smallest debt. Does that make sense? Okay. Yep. This is not a long-term play. This is not you kicking the can down the road. This is you going, hey, uh, federal government, I want to make these loans as low as possible because I have to make minimum payments on everything. I have more money freed up to put on my smallest debt. In this case, it's that private student loan. And then that's how you do it. You work through, you pay off the smallest one, then you take all that money, you throw it at the next smallest debt, and that's how the snowball goes. And it's going to blow your mind how much progress you're going to make on this, especially with your salary. Are you a single guy? I am not. I am not. I, ha- I, I have a girlfriend who we're, we're moving, uh, planning on getting engaged soon. She is in medical school. Ooh. And also has oh, Lord. Okay, okay, so she's got the medical oh, debt. Um, well, first of all, you are single. <laughs> until, you, until you get married, you're single. That's right. So don't right. combine, okay. don't yeah. combine yeah. finances either. So, so when is the, what do you think the marriage date is going to be? What it real, I mean, just give us an idea. We did, we chat about it a lot now. We're thinking a couple of years from now. Oh boy. Okay. So while you're separate, you're, you're working your snowball. She's working her snowball, and you're you guys are pinky swearing that you are going ham on your you know respective debts, right? Yeah. For the older people in the audience, I needed an interpretation on what she meant by that a couple of weeks ago. That means getting after it. Getting getting after it. Now, what's That's her all. med school debt going to be, or is it at this point? Uh, so it will be total about 200. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what? Did you used to watch Sanford and Son and he go, I'm coming to meet you. <laughs> I'm coming to you. I need my own sound effect. I'll just make it myself. I'm wow. just going to like grab my chest. That's a lot, man. It's a lot. But yeah. you guys can do it. You can do it. What's her uh, salary going to be coming out? Do you know? She's hoping, she's hoping around 200. Okay, that's better. That's good. Okay. Okay, I got advice for you, my friend. You need a police scanner. Invest in a police scanner, and you are at every every accident there is. You need to get a fat bonus. Is there any commission on you bringing in new business? <laughs> there is. There I'm is serious. I'm You're not t- joking. Yeah, she thinks is. I'm joking. You told this man to chase the ambulance. I, wow. That's, there's a re- <laughs> Listen, he's in personal injury. You can't afford commercials. You're the low man on the totem pole. Yeah. I would literally yeah. figure out what... Now, police scanner may be ridiculous, but kind of makes sense to me. I'd be showing up at every scene of an accident, making sure everybody's okay, and right before they go home going, Hi, my name's Brandon. You're next stiff. That would be oh. like, I, I mean, dude, I got to get out of debt. Yeah, I Look. hear you. I, mu- I must say, for now, at least the job I just accepted, I represent the other side. So I represent the defendants being sued by these people. Okay. Oh. But well. I, can, I, still, I can still get a commission on bringing in new clients. No, so. you know what? I'd show up at the same scene of the accident, and instead of the person that's got the stiff neck, you're going to the other guy who's like thinks his life is over going, listen, I'm your guy. Like, he stopped short, didn't I'm he? I'm going to fight for short. you. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. Wow, it's good, Ken. Yeah, he needs to make extra money. You're right. I mean, I would be everywhere. I would sleep with one eye open, police scanner in one ear. I mean, man, I don't know. I'd get after it. Hey, good hour, Jade Warshaw. Hey, don't move. We're coming back. This is The Ramsey Show.